This is Lisa Miller and Associates, Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. Now, here's Lisa Miller. Welcome, friends. We wanted to end 2020 with a program that would be instructive to insurance professionals by being helpful to insurance consumers. Both need each other more than ever after the year we've just had. With the COVID-19 pandemic, the biggest hurricane season on record in number of landfalls, a record-setting number of catastrophic events, growing insurance fraud, and double-digit homeowners rate increases here in our great state of Florida. That's just a few of the things we faced. It's a little wonder folks are feeling overwhelmed at times and powerless. Well, it's time to get out of the dumps, kiss 2020 goodbye, and plot a course for consumers to take back the power and help revitalize the insurance market at the same time. So today on the Florida Insurance Roundup, we're going to reveal and help mold 2021's insurance consumer. Joining us today is Amy O'Connor, Southeast Editor of the Insurance Journal and Associate Editor of MyNewMarkets.com. Amy has been writing about the insurance industry for nearly 14 years and for the last six years has provided balanced and insightful news coverage of Florida's dynamic insurance marketplace, and I am an avid reader and follower. Amy, thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And... The other guest today in building the better insurance consumer for 2021 is Carol Williams, founder and CEO of Strategic Decision Solutions based in Tallahassee, Florida. She's an 18-year veteran of the insurance industry and strategy and risk consultant for insurance companies. Carol and I have worked together for years when we were both regulators, and it's a pleasure to have you today, Carol. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. You're very welcome. Let's start with a general picture of the 2021 insurance consumer. Amy, big picture. From everything you've covered, learned, and digested this year, what qualities does our insurance consumer have to have in 2021 to get the most out of their insurance? Well, there's no question that um, insurance is a challenge for the consumers right now. And, and you know, Insurance Journal, our audience are the agents and brokers who, who really work with those customers and fight for them at the carrier level to ensure that they can get the coverage that they need, to make sure that their rates are fair, that their risk is being adequately assessed. And I think for those consumers, you know, having that agent advocate is going to be more important than ever going forward next year. I'm hearing a lot of stories of people, you know, not getting coverage renewed, huge rate increases, uh, coverage being sort of not eliminated, but maybe scaled down to a level that if you're not a real, uh, you know, expert on your insurance policy, as most consumers are not, you're not going to necessarily understand what it is that you are losing or not losing. Um, So it's really important, I think, that people take a look at those policies really closely make sure that they understand. And if they don't go find somebody who can help you understand that because, you know, you, Florida is a catastrophe prone state and you need to have good coverage and you need to have adequate coverage for what the risk is that you're facing. Um, A lot of other things that could be going on too is, you know, the age of your home, the condition of your roof, all those things are going to be important to consider as you move forward into either renewing your policy or, 
maybe going with another company and making sure that you're getting what coverage you had or better. And that's going to be something that people are really, really going to have to be looking out for. That is such great advice. And for those of you that are listening, we receive, I would say, dozens of consumer inquiries through our website or phone calls here to the office. Um, And we really wanted to gear this discussion about ways that we as insurance professionals can help insurance consumers, quote, get to a better place in their insurance transactions. So Carol, what have you seen when you're working in insurance companies when it comes to them raising the awareness of being an informed consumer and educational opportunities for their policyholders? They are really focusing on being clear and being helpful to their policyholders to ensure that the policyholders understand the coverage that is being offered to them or is being provided to them. They are trying to communicate in multiple directions, whether it is via email, the website, letters, text messages, live chats. They're going all out to try to be open with their policyholders and potential policyholders. So I definitely see that willingness to open the door to communications. So, Carol, following along those lines, there are others who are trying to, quote, educate consumers when it comes to uh, solicitors going door to door or TV commercials convincing consumers that, uh, you know, this this vendor who's advertising is the best thing since sliced bread. Um, what are you seeing the insurance companies trying to do to, to combat what I'll call misinformation? They are developing their own repair programs where you can ensure that you're going to get quality service uh, when you have a claim to be able to call call your company. They'll take care of it immediately. They are, uh, they're building their own networks of contractors to be able to ensure that they're going to get work repaired. Uh, something that a lot of consumers overlook in thinking that the insurance companies are only out for themselves is that the insurance company has Um, skin in the game for making sure that your home is repaired correctly because they are still on the risk. They will still be providing coverage to you after the claim. They want to make sure it's being done right. So by helping you get a good quality repair done, they are ensuring that your home is in good repair for future use. So I see those repair programs as being a good middle step to that and ensuring that the policyholder is getting the service that they need and then the timeliness that they need it. Amy, I'm going to throw it over to you because as you said, the agents, producers, brokers, whatever role boots on the ground are for consumers to get access to different products. Where do you think the regulators fit in? And I'll throw that one to Carol as well. But Amy, from your perspective, because you interview regulators, you're talking to everybody in the marketplace, what should they be doing to help the insurance consumer of 2021 uh, beware, be careful, and be strong? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, that's a hard one because insurance is something that people have to have, but they don't necessarily know a lot about it. And, you know, regulators, I do believe, try on education, um, you know, to teach people about what their insurance is, what they need, what they don't need. Um, But I think everybody throughout the industry could do a much better job on that, um, you know, from top to bottom. And I think that's something that's going to be really important moving into this next year as people start getting their renewal notices and they start seeing these huge increases and they're going to start 
looking around and saying, well, wait a minute, why is this happening? You know, we've been covering um, the problems that have been happening in the, in the Florida market for probably the last at least five years. It's been kind of a, a slow burn, I guess you could say. And it's reaching that tipping point now where people are actually seeing the difference. You know, they've been talking, the industry has been talking about how this moment was going to come for a long time and it's, it's here. So everybody is going to have to kind of come together and start really educating the consumers on, on how we got to this point, because that job has not been, you know, in my opinion, adequately done um, to, to really get to the consumers. And it's, it's a hard, it's a hard sell in any way, because, you know, like I said, insurance is not something people understand very well. It's something they have to have, and they really don't want to learn a lot about it if they don't have to. But the moment has come where everybody needs to start to pay attention. Well, and if you think about it, when someone buys a homeowner's or otherwise called property insurance policy, they're insuring their largest asset. And I think agents are doing everything they can, you know, it's often to say, to try to get the attention of their customer. You think about uh, 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 agents that'll say, well, I only had five minutes with this customer because they had a conference call or they didn't have time to talk about it. And I think you're right. They need to take the time. Carol, from your background, you know, I'm a big believer as a former regulator, you as well, that we have the ability to set the tone um, of what a market may or may not do or say or be. What are your thoughts about what regulators should or could be doing to kind of help the situation more either in educating about potential fraud or not getting duped or ideas that you may have hopefully regulators are listening and maybe would take heed well i think there's two different components to it one is the education of around the actual insurance policy itself which i completely agree that consumers need to be taking the time they may think it's just this one thing that I buy once a year. I pay for it out of my escrow. It's a done deal. But the reality is, is it's a vital you know, piece of it. Just like people are always focused on having health insurance. Well, property insurance is for the health of your home. So that is how you need to be thinking of it. People pour over their health insurance policies. You need to do the same thing for your property insurance policy. So that is one component of it. When it comes to other ways of educating the consumer, why not step outside of things that are specific on Florida and just think big, sometimes big concepts um, need some assistance. The NEIC has some great consumer materials that are out there to help educate at a high level about what different kinds of coverages are. Now, they may not get down to the, the nuts and bolts of some Florida-specific things that we have, but they do provide that good high level. That's that's interesting to know. And NAIC is the National Association of Insurance Commissioners. It's easy to find on the web. And I even know of some agents that use that literature as a way to educate consumers. One of the other thoughts I had, too, was that oftentimes, if you were to compare someone's um, cell bill, their cell phone bill, and their uh, cable or, you know, Comcast we call it Comcast here in Florida, uh, you know, a bill that, you know, gives them access to all kinds of TV channels, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, those bills can be three, $400 a month. 
and and which you know is five thousand dollars a year and often people have uh, homeowners insurance that's cheaper than that so I'll typically say when someone starts complaining about a about an insurance bill in Florida well so what do you pay for for cable and what do you pay for your phone bill and it kind of puts it in perspective so I think providing examples etc are very helpful moving on to not even just just general education of consumers and getting consumers to to buy in and and to be engaged in purchasing insurance for some of their large assets their homes and their cars let's look at this big white elephant in the room has covid in your opinions has it had a um you know a devastating effect on the market are you seeing people uh, wanting to learn more about an exclusion they may have. Amy, you've been all over interviewing people um, recently with you know the effects of COVID and what COVID's been doing peripherally or directly. What are your thoughts about COVID's effect on the indus- insurance industry overall and ultimately consumers? Well, it's been really interesting actually to sort of see that. And I mean, Lisa, you know this, the industry is slow to change, slow to adapt. Um, but when COVID hit, they really jumped on it and they really started, you know, cause it, well, first of all, it started in March and we were just a couple months out from hurricane season. And I think in Florida, the main concern was what are we going to do if we have a big storm and we can't go to our customer's property and see the damage, we can't take their calls or, you know, we can't do the things that we would normally do in this situation. And they really, um, got right on board with, technology and figuring out how they were going to handle those situations. Um, They had their employees set up at home very quickly so that they could all get right in there to answer questions or or work with their customers from the remote location. And I think that this is really going to, in the long term, change the industry a lot and hopefully, you know, a lot for the better because that responsiveness and that ability to adapt is something that's really going to bring the industry a long way with consumers who are changing the way that they do their business and especially with insurance. And they're demanding more from the industry because it's time. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. And Carol, from your perspective, since you specialize in a lot of enterprise wide risk management, you know, risk reduction issues, um, do you think that COVID feeds into a, a more expanded insure tech market where no one really needs to see anybody live and they do everything with a technological bent? What are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. There are insurance companies that are thriving right now. Uh, Lemonade, Root are a couple of those that are strictly insure techs where you do everything. The consumer does everything on their phone. They never see anybody and it is handled all digitally. And that is the, for a segment of the market, I will say that is definitely the path that insurance is going. There are insurance companies in Florida that are specializing in that because they recognize that as a growing demand, consumer expectations are changing. So they know that they need to adjust with it. But on the other hand, it's also benefit to policyholders from the fact that if you're not having to send somebody out to your house, you're not having to pay that additional cost of the insurance company to pay for um, an adjuster to come out or an inspector to come out and do all these different elements of it. That's less cost going into underwriting policy. That means less premium you're having to pay for that policy. 
So there's a lot of the the changes in technology that are a benefit, a boon to the policyholders that often gets overlooked. I see the 2021 consumer being more, I would say, I guess the word is sensitive. They're going to be price sensitive, even though our rates are going to be going up in Florida. I think with the advent of reduced employment, um, everything is more expensive in COVID. I was speaking with someone last week who said the $850 refrigerator of a year ago is now a $2,000 refrigerator. So maybe that type of increase is going to force the issue of people being more sensitive to know what they're buying and ask more questions. I think it'll be very helpful. Um, Back to you, Amy. Any other thoughts that you might want to share with the listening audience, recognizing that we have a lot of consumers that listen to this program, as well as our great insurance professionals that tune in regularly? Well, I would say that um, the 2021 Florida legislative session is going to be hugely important to the insurance market. And I think, you know, constituents have a lot more power than they realize if they're frustrated, if they're concerned about their insurance rates. And, you know, in Florida pays some of the highest insurance rates in the country because of its catastrophic risk. But what's happening in the state right now is not due to catastrophe. What is happening with insurance rate is not just because of storms, which there have been many. Um, And so, you know, there's a lot of talk about some reforms being passed in 2021, or at least attempting to be passed. And there is not always a great appetite, as you know, Lisa, for um, insurance legislation that isn't necessarily seen as consumer friendly. And I think that what a lot of lawmakers are going to be proposing this year to help the insurance consumer is something that people really need to look at and decide, is this something that I want to support and that I need to reach out to my lawmakers, my insurance agents and find out, okay, is this going to benefit me and help our rates in the long term, or going to just keep going down this path? Um, And, you know, that is pretty scary path in terms of cost. So I think that that's something that people don't necessarily realize the power they hold when it comes to that. And change only happens when people make noise. So I think that that's a really important um, thing for people to consider going into next year. Great advice. Make noise. Carol, what are your uh, final thoughts for those listening as we close out 2020 headed to 2021? I think that final thought is going to be that even though people will be price sensitive, um, and that is completely understandable, knowing the conditions of what's going on today, that that cannot be your only determination as to what policy you buy. Make sure that you have the knowledge of what is what are the coverages you're getting for that price and the quality of the company that is backing that policy. That is why you have financial ratings on the companies, look at consumer complaints, do your research. Don't just make your decision based on your price. Great, great closing thoughts. So Amy O'Connor, Southeast editor of the Insurance Journal and associate editor of MyNewMarkets.com and Carol Williams, founder and CEO of Strategic Decision Solutions. I'm just so grateful to both of you uh, as strong professionals in this market with a consumer focus. It's just very refreshing. So we will close this program and this year, 2020. And I want to thank all of our listening audience 
throughout this year and previous years for tuning into our podcast regularly. I am just absolutely tickled and very proud to share that the Florida Insurance Roundup was recently named to the top 20 insurance law podcast that you must follow in 2020. So we've, we've worked really hard and FeedSpot recognized our good hard work and some of the great content that we have and the guests that we've been able to, to, to show and, and host um, on this show. That organization Feedspot, they rank blogs and podcasts and YouTube channels, etc. So it was pretty, pretty exciting to see that we made that top 20. In our podcast show notes, we'll have a link to all the information we discussed with Amy and Carol today in a summary of our conversation. We're anticipating a very active 2021 legislative session. So for those of you that subscribe to our newsletter, You'll be seeing our bill watch, which is a regular feature of that newsletter as bills get filed and the status of those. Um, we just basically take notes and and do briefings so you don't have to. And we invite you to like this podcast and share it with all of your colleagues and friends on your own social media platforms and other channels. So let us hear from you. You know, most of you that work with me know that uh, there's just not a day that goes by that I don't. I'm talking to somebody or, or on some subject about insurance and how it affects various other markets. Um, I'd love to hear your suggestions for creating a 2021 insurance consumer. And what is it that we could be doing differently as an industry to help the consumer be successful? You can leave your comments or uh, questions and we'll reply um, on air right here at the Florida Insurance Roundup by calling 850 388 8002. That's 850 388 8002. Or send me an email, Lisa Miller at Lisa at Lisa Miller and Associates, we've got a passion for policy and client success. I'm Lisa Miller, and until next time, stay safe and happy holidays. This has been Lisa Miller and Associates Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. For more information on today's program, please visit us on the web at www.lisamillerassociates.com.